and the Blue Jackets with the puck in their own zone. Brought out at center ice by Jacob Borchak. Dropping it back and a shot scores! Patrick Laine for the second time in his career ends the game against the Maple Leafs in overtime. Ugh, I even forgot to turn my mic on. So frustrated. I didn't want to hear that cannon at all. Heard it four times tonight. The Leafs stumbling in overtime in Columbus. 4-3 is the final. Patrick Laine and Austin Matthews, you know, we set up the duel and Boy, it would have been fun if we were talking about an Austin Matthews overtime winner, but we're not. Patrick Lining with a pair tonight, including the OT winner. Well, they came to duel. They had a nice duel. And, I mean, Patrick Lining scored twice, but I think Austin Matthews won the duel. They played great. They both played great. Jim Ralph said at the end of the game, goaltending. Yep. Goaltending was the difference. You know, we love Jack Campbell, but that was the difference tonight. I mean, there were, um, and, and defensive faux pas, including the new guy, Ilya Labushkin, after a solid first period, just won. A little bit of a hard luck on an odd bounce, For but sure. it created the uh, the scoring chance, which created the goal. And then Travis Dermott's not being aggressive on a play. But again, again, you know, maybe one of them, one of them could have been stopped. Uh, by what uh, Jack Campbell was stopping for the first, you know, half of the season all the time. Yeah, it may, may seem like a bit of a weird thing to say when it, you know, we're not killing him for the overtime goal. That's Patrick Line through a screen, top of the circle with a perfect shot. I'm not even killing Campbell on the other Patrick Line goal. We we talked about it in the second intermission that it was Labushkin with a bit of a weird play on, on the two-on-one line. A picks the corner, but, you know, goaltending, it's an issue for this team right now, and no one's saying that Jack Campbell can't refind his mojo and get it going again, or Peter Morazic can't for really the first time as a Leaf, get it together. But, you know, it's the thing that is undoing this team. And you don't want to pull, you don't want to pile it all at the feet of Jack Campbell. Cause like you said, there were defensive miscues tonight. You know, your, your second line where you have Tavares and Nylander, they haven't been producing. I know Nylander scored a couple goals the other night, but tonight they haven't been able to get it going. So you don't want to put it all on the goaltending, but you know, you look at the other end of the rink and JF Barube makes 39 saves in the win. And if you're, you know, if Jack Campbell, I, uh, I don't even, I think he had an opportunity to make 39 saves Columbus just putting 30 shots if you get something like the effort that Columbus gets between the pipes the 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 final score probably looks different tonight yeah and even the the best teams go through certain ebbs and flows as do the players uh, I um I, I will say I I'm going to draw a positive is I did like the way they got the game time goal loved it so instead of you know two goals that quickly you know you because the Maple Leafs were having the edge they came in had the edge in the play had the momentum and then it just be a little faux pas and all of a sudden bingo it's in the net against them so the upside was the point i mean points do and don't matter they do matter about i i just don't think coming in first place is 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 doable you know it's going to be second or third so you're going to play the other team that is second or third so points are never irrelevant but so getting they get the one point which is fine but it's not a super big deal Good on Columbus. Their season has been terrible. So they're like about 10 teams that are just going to try to be respectable in the second half of the season and hope the four-leaf clover that Brendan Shanahan had the year that the Leafs won the lottery to get Austin Matthews first overall is something they have something commensurate to to do that. So, uh, yeah, break, yeah breaking, breaking down the game, positives, negatives, the the negative on when your things aren't going well, uh, your goaltender, it's not going well, that's a problem. It also, you, the, the D also... Probably when the goaltender's saving everything, they can be a little bit more, um, uh, a little bit more gunslinger type. Yep. Versus sometimes you start getting too overcautious, which you know might may have read it, kind of came into play a little bit tonight. So much better game than last night, though. Much better.
Yes. Last night was a flat effort where I don't think there were, I don't think there were more than two or three Leafs that could have been happy with their game. I don't even know if there were that many last night. That was not the case tonight. Uh, You got a few bad bounces. And again, I I don't want to paper over this. You lose to a team like Columbus. That's not good enough. Now, not to say that you're going to go 82 and 0, no matter who you're playing. Of course, that's, that's not the case, but I think that it is, it's a far different loss than, than you had last night. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll accentuate some of the positives. Once again, I thought that Matthews line was great. You know, they get the first two goals uh, for, for the Leafs and it's, it's again, though, it's a positive, but it's also a negative because when this team is at its absolute best, it doesn't have one first line. It has two first lines and the Nylander and Tavares combo comes right over. It feels to me like the, the second line is coming out of it a bit right now, but when you're just kind of, and it's not a one line team to say that I don't like what you got from the third line or the fourth line, but offensively it does kind of feel like a one line team. And that's not supposed to be the way this Leafs team is built. No, and the top two lines get a lot of minutes and, and, and Tavares is the one offensively that's uh, absent right now. And, and that's hurting them. And I thought, you know, because uh, uh, Nick Kiprios and Justin Bourne are talking about it today on their show about they felt does Sheldon Keefe ever bench somebody? And, um, you know, Justin Bourne was just saying that outside of um, Toronto, outside of first lines, okay, because that, that takes a lot of onions yes. to do. Uh, you got to really pick that spot. But, yeah, the ice time is uh, ice time is king. And if you take it away a little bit, that's, that's understood as a motivational tactic. And, here he put Jason Spezza and Engvall, that line back on again and gave them credit for some really strong play. And then they get the bad bounce, which yeah. had no, which had nothing to do with them, really just the bad bounce that that's the one went over Labushkin. Anyway, trying yeah. to, yeah, no, it was yeah, Yeah. So a- anyway, you know, that's, but I, I like that he, cause again, when we're talking about the playoffs, that's part about figuring which lines going and not and trying to get them more ice time. So again, about the, the positives, but again, when you, when you break, when you get out goaltended, you pretty well always lose the game. You can get out a lot of things like, you know, the LA Rams won the Super Bowl with no rushing attack. That's right. And they still won. You can, you can do that. I still don't know how they did it, but anyway, you can do that. But I don't know. You get out goaltended. You're not going to, you're not going to win no, many you're, games, you're, any you're, games. You're not. And that's the thing for it. I think that's the thing that has a lot of people questioning and, and not to say that can this team win with Jack Campbell? Yes, of course you can win games with Jack Campbell as your goalie. But can he be that guy who's who's standing on his head and was stealing games for you in November? We we've seen it from him. We know he's capable of it. But right now, it's just it it is absolutely not the way things are going. You know, you mentioned the that fourth line had a ton of jump tonight. They get the tying goal. Uh, Pierre Engvall, he looked great tonight, showing things that are kind of uncharacteristic to him. And normally, when you say uncharacteristic, it's a bad thing. He's punching guys in the face. He was involved in scrums tonight. He's heading the right direction, skating up the ice, using that six foot five frame. Uh, You know, I know it's a little weird thing to say to break up a line that's going as well as that fourth line was, but I don't know. Is there a world where, and yes, I am stealing this idea from our producer, Sam McKee, but is there a world where you bump Pierre Engvall up to that Nylander and Tavares line? You know, we know, we know Kerfoot's fit well there, but I do wonder if you don't want to split those two up, but you want to give them another look. And to your point, you want to reward strong play from a guy like Pierre Engvall. Well, and if you're looking at Kerfoot's situation, because he got a promotion, so to speak, because of strong play. And so it's one, okay, if you're trying to send a message and they know the message anyway, if things aren't going well, but basically by the message being when things aren't going well, you are going to get less ice time. But if it's also you're visually seeing, say like Engvall in this case, um, having having one or two real strong games and, and earning that ice time, it, it makes it, well, it's never acceptable, but it, it, you understand it a little bit more. So yeah, I, I can, I can certainly see that happening. The other is 
On the TV side, they obviously are out of ideas and we're stealing our idea. Uh, David Amber, Justin Bourne, right. and Elliot Freeman about the Hart Trophy. And because the Connor McDavid Hart Trophy, which the assumption is he's going to win it every year, he still is. He still could be the vote for a lot of people. And in two weeks' time, he still may have it all done again. But it's kind of fun right now because it is up in the air. And I'm Austin Matthews tonight to me. Just you watch him play. Like you just you, you, you watch the little things of his game, like like from behind the leaf net and the the effortless, seamless kind of pass with a little bit of pressure coming, getting it to a safe area and out. And uh, I, I, I love the expression, I think it was Craig Simpson, about him lying in the weeds. And he's a pretty big guy to lie in the weeds. He <laughs> kind of finds his weeds and then just comes out, and that's what he did on, on the one goal, taking the pass from David Camp. And I, I just, I mean, a heck of a game by Mitch Marner as well. But I, I just, like, I, I'm just, like, like ca- uh, captivated by watching Austin Matthews. It was like when Doug Gilmore first came here, just, you know, seeing him play. I, I was in New York for not a long period of time, but to see Brian Leach play every game, and all of a sudden you go, you get to watch all the little subtleties in, in that game and game out. That's how I feel about Austin Matthews. Yeah, and of course, I was in Toronto when Brian Leach played, you know, 40 games. Or, he played or 20, really well. Yeah, he did, That's he the thing. did. If there wasn't for the lockout the, the next year, like, he actually played really well as a Leaf. That's right. Uh, Brian Leach, uh, Leafs legend. Uh, not not here for a long time, but here for for a good time. Uh, not the best of times for the Leafs tonight. I, I want to pick up on that point you, you make about Matthews. I know exactly the play you're talking about. Uh, I was in late in the third period just kind of takes that that hit rolls off it great little exit pass and you know to go back to overtime it, it's easy to say I know because line a scored on basically the first shot he had but it did kind of feel with those two on the ice I know Barube played played strong tonight but it did kind of feel like with those two on the ice whoever won the opening face off yeah. and I know line is not the center but whoever won the face off and got the first shot it felt like they were going to win yeah it was funny Columbus won it clean and it is that about it's now everyone everyone gets the sense when you win it it's kind of like a, a, a basketball game without the 24-second clock. And you just hang it. Possession is king, and they never lost possession. And there was there was a little tangle with Morgan Riley, just a little bit about two of the Leaf defenders that gave Line a, a little bit more room for that that shot. Again, like, could Jack Campbell have had it? I mean, it's a Patrick Line shot from a, you know, a, a good spot. So, you, you, you know, you can't quibble all the time, but there's definitely one or two Jack Campbell the Jack Campbell we've known would have had. Yeah, that that's exactly it. And it's a guy who didn't have his best game. He he has to be better, but there were a lot of, of facets of this team's game that that have to be better. Uh, Columbus, you outshoot him, that's great. But, you know, that's the other thing about this team right now, Gord, is, and I think a lot of people who are, you know, like you and I, who are observers or people who are just kind of, you know, enthralled in it all watching at home, it's... How how many times over the past, I don't know, two weeks, you go back to the game against Calgary where they had 50 shots, or tonight it wasn't 50, but it was 40, 40 plus. At at one token, or on one hand, you want to sit here and give the team credit. Man, you are, you are possessing the puck that way. You are having that many chances. You have the offensive talent you do. You keep having nights where you, where you pile up shots like that, and the offense will come. And I know they scored three goals tonight. It's not like it was the Sahara Desert of offense. But on the other hand, we've seen games like this in the playoffs where the Leafs have peppered the other team with a ton of shots, and it's not worked out their way. So on one hand, I want to sit here and say, okay, trust the process. Games like this, you have enough of them, and they'll they'll turn out in your favor but on the other hand we've seen games like this be this team's death knell in the playoffs yeah I mean again those those Montreal games you start to think I don't remember any chances that's even what adds to the dismalness of the way it ended and I could be totally wrong it just was I felt that way yeah it's just something you it's something you're trying to wipe from memory so you know let's look at tonight's game and the positive is their best defense is a strong offense 
They can't play the sit-back game. So when they're focusing on defense, it means keeping the puck in the opposing team zone, which they're great at. The more it's there, that's the best defense. There's no, But then what derailed them you know, were these blips. And whether it was a savable goal by Jack Campbell or the unfortunate bounce over Labushkin and, you know, the other play that Gaunt's had and just, you know, uh, Dermott not moving up. So yeah. maybe too too much of a quality scoring chance happening. So it just seemed those were the setbacks. I, I, I liked the style of play. You know, and, and even like John Tavares's snake bit, but he got some shots on goal in that line, and really they were putting pressure and keeping it in the Columbus zone, not to the same degree as Matthews, Marner, and Bunting were, but uh, I like that part. But the the, the derailing when it's a uh, uh, and again soft goal, boy, there's not very many soft goals anymore, so it's even you don't even but just just uh, deflating goals, yes, kind of like oh really, geez, we're just you're kicking the crap out of them and oh. Okay, let's line up at center ice, and and there and there was a uh, uh, to me there was a little bit of that tonight. Yeah, that's that's definitely the case. And yeah, you mentioned deflating goals, and it feels like Tavares had a few deflating shifts, and you know he has been struggling lately. I do, you, you see it all the time with slumping teams where you're not winning games, but it just looks better. And not to say the Leafs are that right now, but that's what it almost feels like with Tavares. The offense isn't there; he is not producing the way he wants to right now. But you watch tonight's game; he has four or five looks dead in the slot a player I mean and I'll also mention the one he got hauled down on right at the end of the first period they didn't feel like calling a a penalty on you have enough looks like that for a player of his caliber and he's going to come out of it it it, it feels like it but man 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 uh just like you mentioned it it didn't feel like it uh, against Montreal in the playoffs right now it doesn't always feel like it uh for Tavares and uh and for the Leafs uh plenty more to get to on Leafs Nation postgame plenty of the Leafs to hear from also Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe will do all that and more we continue keep listening on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Maple Leafs Radio Network. Leafs Nation postgame, Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick alongside me. Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe speaking at this very moment, breaking down the overtime loss to the Blue Jackets. We'll hear from him in a moment's time. But Gord, you and I were just singing his praises. Let's hear from the man himself. Here is Leafs center, Austin Matthews. Uh, I mean, I think we can be more more proud of our effort tonight. Um, uh, it's finally our way back in that, uh, you know, Gavin one point, obviously we're leaving the rank a little bit sour, um, but, you know, I thought we did, uh, did a lot of good things tonight, um, you know, a lot better than our last two outings. So um, definitely some positive stuff that we can take and, and move forward, but um, I think we could be more proud of the effort we had tonight. Yeah, just a uh, really nice play by Bunce to just get the puck in. And um, I mean, I was screaming for it and, and Camper made an unbelievable pass. I think, um, you know, his playmaking ability is pretty underrated. Um, you know, he makes really good little little plays even, um, you know, for the most part, kind of in our D zone. He makes really nice little five-foot plays that uh, go a long way to help us break out. But uh, even in the ozone, he, he makes little sneaky plays. And that was obviously a really nice pass by him. And I just had to bring it over and uh, I had to open that to shoot at. Yeah, like I said, I mean, you know, our game against St. Louis and our game against Montreal, like I just don't think are up and down the lineup. I just, you know, we didn't play a full 60 minutes and obviously it showed. We didn't uh, we didn't have much to show for it. And obviously those teams uh, had a lot of fun playing against us. And I think tonight we made a lot a lot harder on them. I mean, they're a good team. They got really good players, so they're going to get their looks and stuff. But I thought we did a pretty good job defensively. And, you know, a couple of obvious, obvious uh, you know, lapses that 
end up in the back of our net, but I thought the effort was there and we competed for a full 60 minutes and, uh, you know, we battled back to get that point. So, um, you know, it's obviously hard to leave here feeling great, but, um, you know, I think there's definitely some pause that we can take from this game and, and move along and move forward. Yeah, it's it's not easy. I can't imagine, you know, jumping in like that for any situation, brand new team. Um, so I, I thought he played really well for us. Um, you know, he made some really, really good plays. Just, you know, simple guy, steady with the puck back there, and he's physical. And, um, you know, I thought he played really well, you know, all things considering just the travel, um, you know, new situation, new team, new organization, new players that he's not familiar with. So, um you know, I think once he gets some more practices and more games in, he's going to get a lot more comfortable and he's going to be a real good player for us. There is Austin Matthews talking about the Russian bear at the end. Ilya Labushkin, obviously uh, not the not the debut he wanted. He had a couple of tough tough moments, but I think he also, uh, talking about Labushkin here, he had a couple of moments that you looked at him and said, yep, that's exactly the guy that, that we heard was coming. Not a game breaker, not someone who changes things, but someone who can potentially break the the other team. He had a couple of big licks tonight. He has advertised and his average, you know, being advertised is different than Nick Felino. That was kind of the new model that even with hard to get parts, he was the new model that you got and (laughs) never really happened. Big reason because of injury and Labushkin different, simpler, um, common sense, good gas mileage. And, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's a defensive player, smart plays, played a little physical, uh, smart passes and just, uh, just got unfortunately caught on that one particular play with the unfortunate bounce. So like let, let's get this right. So Austin Matthews, like Jack Campbell, only spoke for what? Uh, thirty. What was it? Thirty-six seconds. Josh Santos, uh, checking with our technical guy. Oh wow, fitting his jersey number. Thirty-six seconds. So uh, didn't didn't have a, a lot to say following that. Yeah. I mean, no, I just we uh, we can hear it if we'd like. Well, I don't. We'll finally. I don't know if it was a question that ticked him off or what. <laughs> I don't know. Just I mean, you know, I I still find that he he uh, he keep wanting to tell him, man, you take things so hard. Yeah. And even when things were going great, he uh, he would, you know, I, I I know we won, I know we won four one, and I made sixty seven <laughs> saves, but I shouldn't have let that one in. I feel I let the team down, right? And well, honestly, it we all we all joke about it. No, Jack Campbell, no, poor soup, keep your head up. But goaltending is an emotion. Goaltending can be a lonely position. You know, we were just talking to Jim Ralph about this uh, in the in the booth the other day about about what it's like for goaltenders when when you're struggling and. Campbell's a guy who is hard on himself when it's going well, and you need to feel good about yourself to perform. You know, I think we're all like that in our jobs. I I can't imagine it's not like that as a professional athlete. And I do look, the the Leafs have sports science and mental coaches and, and advisors and everybody who could help in any possible way. But I think that's, that's the worry about Campbell. It's not, can he get across to make the save? It's not, can he find the puck? Is his vision? Okay. It's what's going on between the years, and can he be a little less hard on himself? I think that's the biggest question about Campbell kind of going forward. Yeah, I, I saw you having the chat with Ralphie. Notice I, I gave a wide berth there, and I meant to tell you, <laughs> Ralphie just wasn't very good. Okay. okay, yeah, so that's just that's just it. You know, whatever. No, Ralphie was fine. I, he's quite often listening on the drive home. I hope he is in this case. But, but uh, in Jack Campbell's case, number one goaltender picked his year by the Dallas Stars. That's right, like, 11th one, overall. Like, yeah. And he said it, 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 the mental problems and the pressures got to him. And that's why he was a, a late bloomer and, and, you know, and good on him for what he's accomplished. I love his genuineness. I love that he's so thrilled and so happy and so accommodating and loves, you know, playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs and being in the National Hockey League. But 
Yeah, to your point, and and um, hey, it's just it's just a blip right now. The guy's been awesome since he came over in that trade. What a, what a phenomenal trade that's worked out to be for a hopeful backup goaltender to Freddie Anderson, who just has uh, did that and then just uh, took and attacked and embraced the number one role. So, got a got a good test against Minnesota. That's a good test. Then on Thursday and then Saturday. Uh, by the way, seven thirty in Detroit. Found that's out right. why because kept saying. That, that can't be. I mean, Hockey Night in Canada pays billions of dollars. That's true. And gets the 7 p.m. Eastern time, much to the chagrin of Vancouver Canuck fans who <laughs> say, tell geez, em. we got to play at 4 o'clock when the Leafs are out there. But <laughs> this was supposed to be a home game on Saturday against Detroit. It got flipped, which is great because there'll be a home game later with a full house. But the Pistons are playing Saturday afternoon, so uh, they have the extra half hour as a buffer because I don't ever remember. I remember eight. Um, I shouldn't say ever. Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. But for but for decades, it was eight o'clock. Then maybe it went to seven thirty. Then seven rather quickly on Saturday. I so. wonder what I wonder what irks the people of Vancouver more: the fact that they have to play at, at four p.m. local when the Leafs are in town, or when the Leafs go to Seattle, they still play at nine o'clock out there. Because hey, Seattle can have a proper game time, but not Vancouver. I kid, I kid, I kid. Um, one thing we haven't talked about yet, and we'll we'll talk about it after. Uh, we we never broke down the kick, no kick on, on Jason Spezza. We'll hear from Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe, and then we will uh, break that down as we continue but first here's Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe I thought our effort structurally was entirely better than it was last night uh, so I was happy with that even in the first period I mean I thought uh, Columbus certainly uh, excuse me won the territorial game in the, in the first period our guys were recalibrating a little bit in terms of how we were asking them to play and you could see that they were really focused on it uh, so it took away from some of our offensive play and our puck play. and But I, I like that we defended uh, in that period. Despite losing the territorial game, didn't give up a whole lot in terms of quality looks. So that was good. And then we built on that into the second period, which I thought was an excellent period. Um, the exception of the line A goal, uh, you know, it's, it's as perfect a period as it could probably be in terms of our structure, in terms of carrying play all those kind of things. And then, you know, we, we take that penalty late at the end of the second. And, you know, that's, that's the one there that we, we, we can't take that. You know, we, we've got to manage the game better in that situation, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> in that situation. And uh, we didn't. So we opened the door for them to, to get a power play opportunity and start the third. And I thought that was the difference uh, in terms of that, but thought our guys competed hard today, played with structure. Um, you know, I thought, Easily could have had two points here today. Um, the fact that you know you you, you get that you get the, the game even and get out of here with a point and lose the extra one in overtime, um, we don't like that. But uh, there was a lot of positive things here today, and that's that's a that's a good team over there. They're feeling it. They're playing well. It's eight wins in the last eleven games for them. They played hard against us, um, so it wasn't an easy night for us. So, yeah, so I, I like a lot of things about how we played. Well, we didn't, you know, it was another one of those funny games, you know, where we, we didn't have to count on them a whole lot today. Uh, I thought we protected the middle of the ice really well as a group. Um, you know, in that first period, there was a lot of activity. They're throwing pucks around them everywhere. But in the second and third, there's not much activity at all for him. And then all of a sudden, you know, Patrick Lyon is coming down on you. And, and so those are, those are some tough spots. Like I said, that, uh, that line egg goal is a tough moment in the game for us. We're on an odd man rush one way and it turns into a two on one with their best player the other way. 
um, you know, I think, you know, the, the power play goal to start a third period, I think is the one, you know, that we, we need to sit to get a save there from, from soup. But uh, aside from that, the breakaway we give up is a tough, tough luck, tough bounce for Labushkin. Um, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a tough day for, for the goalie when you don't get much activity and then you're facing that quality shot. Well, you, I mean, you, you never quite know uh, with those, but <clears throat> excuse me, we did feel pretty confident in that one that, I mean, there's no real kicking motion there. I mean, he's, he's driving the net, his, his foot is planted and, and generally that's how it's called. So we felt pretty good about it, um, that it was a, a direction and not, not a kick. So the guys were pretty confident, but until they, until Toronto makes the call and they, and they, uh, they announce it, you're not really sure. I know we asked you about this, but it's not often. Yeah, I thought they were better today. My focus for them was how they play defensively. And the offensive stuff is going to come. Uh, my focus was how they, how they defended. And I thought they did a good job today as a line in that sense. That was the big thing for me is that I wanted all four lines to, to play hard and defend well today so we could use the bench. I thought that would be important here in the back-to-back. -back. You know, uh, this is not an easy game to play today. They play hard. They play with lots of pace. It's a loud building, lots of energy in the game. Uh, and I was happy with how that line did that. And they had, they had looks. They had opportunities, maybe not as much as they or I would like, um, but th those are going to come for them as long as they continue to have a good process of how they play. Yeah, there's a few things that stood out to me um, in that first period, especially. I thought there was times when he he had to defend, and he showed that when you come into his space, then generally he gets the play stopped. He either forces you to move it or takes it right from you. That's a really good quality and one that we need in our defenseman. And he battled. He competed really hard. Um, I mean, he had a lot of guys on the other side. And, you know, trying to fight them through a good portions of the game. That's a pretty good sign that you're in the game and you're competing and you're making it known you're there. So I really like that piece of it. Um, and then just, just how he came in and um, just, you know, it, it, he fit in well with the group. You know, the guys were happy to have him and were uh, cheering him on on the bench and all that. It's a tough bounce on, on that uh, third goal for sure. But you know, he's, he, he showed some really positive signs today of doing what we thought he could do in terms of his defending and the competitive piece. There is Leafs head coach Sheldon Key following the 4-3 overtime loss to the Blue Jackets. Leafs dropping three straight. Gordo, you mentioned it going back to, I guess they got it in overtime tonight. So the overtime loss, it's not a true three straight losses, but uh, we know that's how the season ended last year. So you never, ever like it. Uh, Sheldon Keefe picking up on a couple of things, you know, taking it, uh, you know, much like we are, I think, to a certain degree, taking it a little easy on uh, Le 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 oh, Ilya Lubitschkin uh, with the new Leaf defenseman there. Wow, I just completely butchered his name. Sorry about that, Ilya. Leah. Boosh. Boosh. The boosh is loose. Yes, that's right. And uh, man, he uh, he had a tough night tonight. But again, I think also showed some 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 of the things you will want to see out of a player like that. Uh, Keefe also uh, a little tap dancey, but critical of Jack Campbell. Uh, what did he say? Uh, we did not need a lot from our goaltender tonight. I think that's about as nice uh, as you can say uh, about the game. Uh, what did you make of Keefe's comments? I had uh, it's uh, 
It's funny because you you were doing the Montreal as if he was playing in Bell Center, Labushkin. You were saying it's too bad he didn't play. Labushkin. Yeah, would have got the great, great, great uh, name call. I, uh, uh, I'm like Sheldon Keefe. You're right, protecting the goaltender per se. If I don't know if that's the right word or rationalizing it, but uh, uh, it, it is true. Sometimes when you're it's quieter at your end, it can be more difficult. Uh, so um, we'll we'll cut Jack Campbell slack that way. I don't think that really uh, was the reason tonight. But yeah, you know, whereas last night, you know, Peter Mrazek just uh, just out of sync on so many goals that it was you know pretty obvious where this one just some score, scoring chances like not not even grade triple A, but you know, scoring chances that uh, normally wouldn't go in with the kind of regularity to tonight. Yeah, that's right. There were just there were just a couple that, that Campbell just just looked defeated on, and and when you have goals go in that, that shouldn't, it can kind of knock a team back. And I think that that's something the Leafs gotta they gotta get out of their system. And this has been a bit of an issue with this team going back to Michael Hutchison days, going back potentially even further than that. That look, no matter who your goaltender is, I don't care if you got Dominic Hasek in his prime, Patrick Waugh, pick your guy, whoever's back there. They're gonna let in a stinker every now and then. And this team, not all the time but is showing a kind of a propensity to when they, when the bad goal goes in, they do kind of fold or they get sucked back a little bit. And that's going to happen in the playoffs at some point in time. And you can't have that kind of lull afterwards. Well, on the Calgary flame side, you look at that, what 10 wins in a row, but they'd had eight with four goals or more. And that's where, you know, this Maple Leaf team, you expect like tonight, if they got four goals, it becomes a moot point. That's right. And, and that's what, you know, they should be doing. That's the kind of, that's the kind of team they are. Uh, one of the offensive firepower teams. Uh, like on the defensive side, again, we talk about addressing it. And I, I don't think you mentioned it on air because then we talked, but just someone put a stat out that since December 1st, yeah, so uh, they are 31st on five on five save percentage. That's right. So you can't get much worse than that. Only as you know, one. one. So, you know, that's, that's basically, what is it? So sort of we're talking, we're talking like, well, I mean, there was a big pause in the middle, but you know, we're talking about almost, uh, almost two months. Almost three, three months. Three months, you're right, yeah. yeah. Almost, like, say, a month That's why off, you do the math for our intermissions, just so you know. Well, I'm not used to postponements, and, and <laughs> that, but, yeah, that that that's a long period of time to, to have that kind of glaring statistic. Yeah, it is. Uh, you you don't want that. You you don't want to be in the bottom 10 teams. You definitely don't want to be in the bottom two in that. A uh, few more things to break down as we walk you through what is a 4-3 overtime loss in Columbus. Gord Stellick and Brent Gunning will continue on Leaf Station postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here, Leaf Station postgame, walking you through an overtime loss in Columbus. Now, we've talked about the overtime. We've talked about the goaltending. We've sung Austin Matthews praises. There's one thing we didn't talk about. Well, you mentioned it, and I forgot to pick up on it. Jason Spezza, kick or no kick, he pushes late. But I have to be honest, and I won't say who. Okay, it was me. There was one of us who did not like how early Sheldon Keefe pulled the goalie, but I'll put my hand up. I was wrong. Good on Sheldon Keefe going with the uh, cojones to, uh, to pull the goalie a little early there. Yeah, grasshopper, you're going to learn. Just try to grab the pebble <laughs> from my hand, and uh, you I'll will try. be quite the journey. I, uh, Jason Spezza, I, I was at um, a seminar about 10 years ago uh, where uh, Coley Campbell, Chris King, and them, they talked, and they, and they made it clear that year that that was when they had decided that it had to be a distinct kicking motion. And I looked at it that, first of all, in Spezza's case, 
you can direct it with the foot. Okay. The skate didn't leave the ice. And then he may or may not have just touched it with a stick, but I think they just said, no, it wasn't a distinct kicking motion. So the goal counted, and that's what I thought. And I'm always big on Jason Spezza, so I'm going to be biased about that. So <laughs> that was a nice way to tie the game. And pulling the goaltender with, I, I what was it's it? like two? two and a half, yeah. So, okay, where I don't mind it, it's about at the outer limit for me, but it's a face-off in the Columbus zone, and quite often you don't get that chance again. Yeah, okay. That's all. You you know, you've been pressing the Blue Jackets, and you're going well, and your line was rested. You didn't have to use a timeout or anything. Yeah. And, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. And then they almost... Well, I mean, you don't have to tell me on it anymore because he scored, so I'm well, happy camper now. Well, they, they almost scored three seconds after, and then, and also, like, Spatza made a heck of a play to keep it in. He did. Like, a heck of a play to keep it in one particular point as well. So, so... That's what I can say. I could, I could give or take that particular point, but I get about, you know, sometimes you never get that great opportunity to get the goaltender out. So it, it was a good situation that was set up. You had the right players. They were rested face off in the blue jackets in. Yeah. I will say if, if I'm making the call, I thought it was a kick. I'll happily take the Jason Spezza goal, but if that's the other way around and it's, I don't know, Patrick line or Cole Sillinger, they're talking about ton tonight. Uh, I would not, not have been happy to see the kick go in one last thing on Jason Spezza. And it goes back all the way to, I don't know. It feels like a thousand years ago, the bubble series against the blue jackets. What is it with this guy in big moments against Columbus? We know it didn't work out tonight. It didn't work out in the Columbus series. But I remember when there was nothing, nothing, nothing going on for that Leafs team. Who was it signing up to fight Boone Jenner, which is not a great idea on his part. Jason Spezza. I mean, we we always talk about it, but he, he really loves being a Leaf. Yeah. And the sad part what, from that series is that's what we remember. Yep. And, and it's great on Jason Spezza. And it's just like, come on, were there not any? And again, to go back into playoffs, because we do constantly revisit it. Mitch Barner had great playoffs against the Boston Bruins. So it's, it's so, and anyway, we'll talk about it when the playoffs start more, but about this, this, the process of learning, I keep going, wait a sec. Uh, he, he, he learned, he was in the advanced school <laughs> early right. on. Okay. Uh, some of them kind of flunked again, I guess, whatever, or repeated a year, but that'll be, that'll be down the road. And again, I, I just like good habits. The good habit is not to not win in three consecutive games. Uh, that part you don't like, but uh, but to me, there were enough good habits tonight that I'll take a positive from it. Oh, you mentioned the series against Boston, the first one. I remember, I remember Marner blocking a shot to give him a 2-1 series lead late, and it felt like, okay, there it is, Dougie Gilmore 2.0, and you know, not to say he can't still be that in this market, but man, it's amazing how much you, you thought that's where it was going. As you mentioned, the Leafs will try to avoid a fourth, ugh, fourth straight loss when they're back at it on Thursday against the Wild. Gord, you and I will be back with a post-game show and then we'll be back with the game here on Sportsnet 590. The fan when the Leafs have a 7:30 start against the Red Wings on Saturday. We'll be back with the pregame at seven. Josh Santos behind the glass, technical director, and our producer Sam McKee. Thank you to him, but most importantly, thank you for listening. It's been Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan and the Maple Leafs radio network.